Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. God bless you all. May God protect our troops. And the reason they tell me I've got to head out, I hadn't planned on going immediately, is because of weather going back to Washington. And there's a little thing going on in Europe right now. And so, uh, so may God bless you all, as I said, and may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you. That's how he ended his infrastructure talk today in Ohio. There's a little thing going on in Europe right now. The man is, uh, he's just special. Holy cow. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How you doing? 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is the number. I didn't know it was more crazy. That or one of Biden's economic advisors, Cecilia Rouse, saying, oh, all this inflation? No, 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 it's nothing anything more about that um but we know that we need to get inflation under control there is no question about it i think that the number one way that the president uh needs to be focused on and we all need to be focused on is getting this pandemic under control because this is all driven by the pandemic it is not all driven by the pandemic you liar you can't sell america on this nonsense they won't buy it (laughs) holy cow but that is not that is not what I bring you. I, I made a promise uh, a few months ago, and I think, by and large, I have lived up to my promise. Producer Ari, if I have not lived up to my promise, you'll tell me right now. Are you ready? Are sure. you ready? Are you ready? Go ahead. I said that I was going to do less COVID talk. I can't talk about this 24-7. These people are nuts. You did say that. And have I done less COVID talk? You have. Because I try to live up to my word. I actually went uh, to, uh, you know, my executive producer and some others said, I can't, I can't keep up with this. This is crazy. Everybody's angry. Everybody's nuts. Nobody wants to hear this crap anymore. There are things really affecting their lives. Let's, uh, let's, I, I, I have to stop. And uh, so far, uh, I, I think I'm happier for it. So far, so good. Today, I bring you a host of things. I bring you a host of things because the, what you're about to hear would have landed you being fired from your job, thrown off of social media, a pariah you would be amongst your your peer group. There would be no space for you if you had said these things just six months ago. For example, let us start with Francis Collins, the former director of the National Institutes for Health. Yeah, no, I think you said it well. Again, uh... I think humility is appropriate also in talking about the vaccines. Yes, we were quite confident that the results of the phase three trials were very clear. But, of course, we found out later that there were rare events uh, in the case of the mRNA vaccines uh, of uh, pericarditis, myocarditis, in the case of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, rare events of a clotting disorder that was too rare to have popped up in a 30,000-person trial. So there was no reason to know about them then, but they ultimately emerged once we got millions and millions of people getting injected. So, yeah, even there, as we said, the vaccines are safe and effective. It would have been appropriate to say, based upon. uh, 
You mean all those people who said, wait, we're seeing an increase in cases of myocarditis, heart inflammation, because of the vaccine, and they were told that it wasn't true, that it wasn't scientific, that they were bigots, that they were terrible. You mean they were right? Now you're going to admit that they were right? And maybe you should have talked about it a little bit more? A study rigorously done of 30,000 people. That doesn't rule out the possibility there might be really rare uh, side effects that could, in fact, be significant. And I'm not sure that necessarily conveyed that as well as we might have. You didn't convey it at all because you didn't allow anybody to convey it. You called them crackpots. You you had them censored off of YouTube and off of Twitter and off of Facebook. You put all these ridiculous messages. Well, is this a COVID fact? We have our fact checkers, which means they're approved by this schmuck, and we decide what is and what isn't. Wow. Six months ago, that would have gotten you removed. You wouldn't have been allowed to speak about such things. Six months ago, how would you have answered this question from Jake Tapper at CNN? One of the uh, issues I hear a lot from uh, viewers is that the CDC doesn't seem to distinguish, although they acknowledge on their website that there is a difference, but they don't seem to distinguish the real difference between a cloth mask that your Aunt Sadie made you uh, with, you know, Eagles logos on it or whatever, and an N95 mask, that there really is a big difference. The CDC acknowledges this on their website, but when it comes to mask requirements or mask mandates, uh, they don't. And I think a lot of people get confused by that because they think if the cloth mask doesn't really do that much, why are they mandating it? Well, I think... Hold on a second. You could not have even asked the question six months ago. That Jake Tapper is asking. I don't like Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper treated me like garbage. I take it personally. You could not have even asked that question six months ago. Of course they work. How dare you? Now listen to the answer from Dr. Jonathan Reiner, professor of medicine and surgery at George Washington University. Well, I think, I think CDC leadership believes that any mask is better than no mask. But what, what I'm here to say is that if you want to wear a mask now, you should wear either an N95 a KN95 or a KF94, uh, mostly from, from Korea. Those three mask types are extraordinarily protective against uh, uh, acquiring uh, COVID. A cloth mask, particularly a loose cloth mask or a bandana, you know, worn loosely around the face, is fashion. Every person should be, and, and, and look. Hold on. A cloth mask is fashion? A cloth mask? doesn't do anything full on heresy everybody if you had said this six months ago off twitter you would go you might very well lose your job over something like that a cloth mask is fashion now here's what's so great watch how he follows this up a cloth mask particularly a loose cloth mask or a bandana, you know, worn loosely around the face, is fashion. Every person should be, and, and, and look, it made sense when N95 masks were difficult to come by or they were expensive, but that's not the case now. And CDC should firmly state that if you're going to wear a mask, KN95, N95, or KF94. First things first. If a mask is fashion, why would it have made sense 
to wear one even when it doesn't work. Why should I put this thing on my face? You just told me it doesn't work. Never mind uh, where you are, KN95s, which is the Chinese one, or N95s. By the way, try and wear that for eight hours. Doctors will tell you, nurses will tell you, not a chance. The pain is amazing. The headaches are crazy. Kids in those, you're nuts. But he just said, this is a doctor, that it's fashion. And then said it was better than nothing. No, it's not. If I want a fashion choice, I'll put on a boa. Because I look super hot in a boa. That's not science. And that's where we get to the heart of the matter. The things that you couldn't say six months ago that you can say today. And the proof that so many people got abused for just having a conversation. The difference, the stark difference between the political left and the political right in the United States of America could not be more obvious. And that political left in America extends out to North America and there's a shared ideology. I'll get to that story coming up. This was MSNBC. And a guy who I'm not familiar with named Alex Wald. His name is Alex Seitzwald. I don't know know where the hyphenation comes from, but okay. Senior politics reporter at MSNBC. I need you to do me a favor. Do not drive off the road, okay? My dear truckers, I love you, Boo Bear. By the way, if if I was a trucker, my handle would be Boo Bear. I don't know if truckers do handles anymore, but if it wasn't Boo Bear, uh, someone someone give me a trucker handle because that's clearly obvious I need that in my life. Very obvious I need that. Uh, I don't want you driving off the road. I don't want people doing their errands and doing their work and driving, uh, you know, the, the company vehicle driving off the road. I need to take a breath, prepare yourselves, and listen to this MSNBC reporter on MSNBC. The trend lines have been clear that a growing number of Americans, including a lot of Democrats, are heading towards, if not already at the point of saying, you know what, we just got to get back uh, to normal. And you see this kind of emerging message from some Democrats basically saying mission accomplished, that, you know, the policies of the Biden White House, the Democratic uh, Congress, Democratic governors, they worked, our sacrifices were worth it, we got vaccinated, it's now time to enjoy those benefits. But that message hasn't been really been that loud because, as you point out, uh, the is divided. A, a large number of Democrats are not there yet. So I think there's going to be a challenge for a lot of Democratic leaders to get their base comfortable with the idea of going back to normal. I mean, for the past two years, so much of the identity of what it meant to be a, a Democrat, to, to follow the science, was tied up in masking and following these rules and regulations. And uh, if you didn't do that, you were, you know, a bad person. You were Ron DeSantis. You were, you were a denier. Mm-hmm. So now uh, these Democratic leaders need to get their base comfortable with unwinding all of that there's an expression that goes uh, you know what happens when you say the quiet part out loud right you'll hear that before they said the quiet part out loud well i just had a doctor on cnn tell me that cloth masks are fashion they don't do anything they've known that it doesn't do anything and they had people do it anyway 
That means our kids for over a year went to school with cloth masks. They weren't wearing surgical masks. They were wearing cloth masks. You damn well know it. They didn't do anything, but they didn't care. Just keep your kid in a mask. Screw them. That's what they said. That's who they are. Even when they knew the science wasn't with them. Something we discussed here. And, uh, of course, we uh, we got plenty of derision for it. But we were right because we followed science. But now over at MSNBC, they're broaching a new topic. Why people favored masks. And it turns out that it has absolutely nothing to do with science. It has to do with showing your friends, your compatriots, your coworkers, that you're good and decent. The term for that is virtue signaling. They wore masks to virtue signal. They wore masks to show that they were decent. They wore masks to say, see, we're not one of those Republicans. We take these things serious. That's not science. That is fear. That's not science. That is hate. Self-hate. That is not science. That is the opposite of what rational people should want to do. One of the things we said in the beginning right here on this program is that COVID exposed something very ugly for a lot of us. How quickly we could slide into that communist hellscape. How quickly it was that people were more than willing to sit at home and wear their government-appointed gray garb and await further instructions. There are people who would have been more than happy if the government had locked the door on every home in America, delivered food to them once a week, and everybody had to wait until the government said it was okay to come out again. And they would have thought we were better off for it. Well, it's just a couple of years. Whoo, uh, at least we're going to be safe. What did we say here? There are things far worse than death. I believe that to my soul, and I apologize for nothing. Things you could not have said six months ago? Well, you could not have said uh, six months ago that a cloth mask doesn't work. You could not have said six months ago uh, that mRNA shots, meaning the, the Pfizer vaccine specifically, leads to cases, increases in myocarditis. They could be, they're rare, but indeed it did happen. And you could not have said six months ago you know, people only wear a mask so they can virtue signal to others that they're, they're, they're good people. And there are those who are still convinced that you must be lied to about masks because, well, we should ask ourselves why. Lying to you? Anthony Fauci. Now, we could get lucky because the trajectory right now is going way down. And it very well may be that if you take masks off the kids in the next week or so, it's going to keep going down. But you've really got to be careful. You know, you don't want to say it's an absolutely wrong decision. It's understandable why people want to take masks off the kids. But right now, given the level of activity that we have, it is risky. No, it's not, because cloth masks are fashion, and they don't work, and people only wear masks as a sign of virtue signaling so they can show other people how good and decent they are. What is he talking about? Well, if you want to be important, you got to say important things.
It's been a great two years for Dr. Fauci, hasn't it? But that time is coming to an end. And once again, he will return to obscurity. It can't be risky to take kids out of masks when the masks that they're wearing don't do anything anyway. It can't be. The things that you can say now that you couldn't say six months ago. I oppose mandates in every way. I oppose silencing people. I never once was anti-vax. I'm okay with the vaccine. Take it if you want. I think that doctors have shown me that people who have been vaccinated have far less serious symptoms than those not. I believe that to be the case. You don't believe that to be the case? Good on you. No problem. No problem whatsoever. But we should be able to have an honest conversation about it and be able to show data and none of us get fired, lose our jobs, be eliminated from Twitter, but not be able to be part of the public conversation. But there are so many people that were. It is frustrating. Very frustrating. And just leads to the big one. Why don't people trust their government? Well, there you go. There's just a couple of reasons. I'm Tony Katz. So uh, the the voting, not yet complete. Uh, My trucker name should be Katmandu. Um, someone said, you know, like, like if, if I was, if I had a CB and I, if, if, you know, if someone was going to call, call my name and they would say, they would ask for Katmandu like that, that would be it. That would be my, my, my handle. If I was a trucker, uh, someone said putty cats and I'm like, that's just weird. And no, so that's officially my trucker handle. I think I, I, the people have spoken producer Ari and, and it will be Katmandu. All right. I can live with that. I, I could do worse. I, I I could I could do worse. Um, uh, I, I I feared that someone would say your your trucker name is John Kerry. <laughs> Jeez, that would be that would be uh, worse. Thirty nine percent of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the pandemic. By the way, yeah, this this has me now at the end of talking about uh, COVID. I want to know who those thirty nine percent are, and I think the bigger question is what is handling. The guy said he would end COVID, and he didn't. And now he's got Democratic governors getting rid of mask mandates while he is still pushing them. So what's the, what is the actual definition of handling? That's the question before us. I'd love to know. I'd love to, I'd love to hear where they're at. If you did not hear Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, in every... There is no way to kindly tell the story of what a despicable lowlife he is. But understand, this is the world of elitism. And the world of their elitism is to destroy those who disagree. That's you and me, by the way. Free and thinking people who might have a different point of view. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. In the conversation of Canada, you forget, of course, that it's not America. They have different rules. They have a different point of view. They have a different look at the things that we consider valuable and unassailable, like, for example, freedom of speech. Tony Katz, 
Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Be sure to subscribe right now. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. It's free. The podcasts are, are there. The videos are there. It's all there. You got to check it out uh, for yourself, including uh, The Daily Show. I do the morning rumble, which I do at about 10 o'clock every morning, a little bit after 10. It's going great. It's fantastic. You should be a part of it. The Morning Rumble over there uh, at rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Go subscribe. It's, it's just different. But one of the things that connects, whether it be people in the United States, people in Canada, we've seen this the world over, is the very idea of progressivism. And the idea that if you should disagree you have to be destroyed. The idea of destroying people, ruining people, ending them. This is what cancel culture is all about. And of course, we're supposed to oppose it. Rational people should oppose it. I oppose it. But what you're seeing is there's no difference between the authoritarian desires of someone like Bernie Sanders or Representative Ocasio-Cortez, or many of these Democratic governors, and Justin Trudeau. We've seen some of his authoritarian desires when he talks about compelling tow truck drivers to work for the government. One of the issues that we have seen is a challenge in uh, getting tow trucks to actually show up to uh, bring out, to, to move these large rigs. In, uh, in Windsor, uh, we relied on uh, generous partnership with the Americans uh, to be able to get tow trucks to move the big trucks. Um, now, with these measures that we've put in place, there will be an ability to compel, for just compensation, tow truck owners and operators to actually do the jobs for which they have contracts with various orders of government to keep highways and roads clear. If you want to keep your government contract, you have to do what we tell you to do. If you want to have your license to be in business, you have to do what we tell you to do. And what the bloody hell is just compensation? You want me to go tow uh, these, these truckers? I charge five times as much. I'll do it. What is just compensation? What, you decide to pay them? So they're no longer businesses, they're slaves. Yeah, he's fine with that. He's good with that. And as we have seen from Justin Trudeau, if you somehow support these truckers, these truckers who don't want to get uh, vaccinated, right? They oppose mandates. And there's lots of people throughout Canada who oppose the mandates. If you don't do what it is he tells you to do, well, you're the problem. You're the enemy. You're the one with unacceptable views. Remember, I'm not the one who said it. Justin Trudeau is the one who said it. Trudeau said, if you do not agree with him, you have unacceptable views. That's that's a heck of a statement right there. That is some, some pure evil right there. That is not the, the, the voice of, of uh, a leader of free people. That's the voice of a totalitarian. Here he is. The small fringe minority 
of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Unacceptable views. The sounds, the statements, the, the proclamations of the authoritarian. You would expect someone to discuss unacceptable views in North Korea and China and Iran. Not in Canada. But, so we understand each other. Elitists, the power hungry, they always see themselves as knowing what is right, what is good, and what is decent, and you don't know, and they have to teach you. As a matter of fact, sometimes they have to stop you from saying things in order to help you. The elitist, the person who believes that they are above the fray, is absolutely, positively, always, always, always the one who believes that they should have power over you. And they don't understand why they aren't looked at with more favor. There's a story about Panda Express. The story about Panda Express comes via a tweet from a guy named Dr. Spencer Bagley. I don't know anything about Dr. Spencer Bagley. I know that he is an associate professor of mathematics at Westminster College. I know this because he put it in a tweet. And he writes that my salary as an associate professor of mathematics at Westminster College, three blocks away from this sign, is $61,500. So as an associate professor, and you know he's not working eight hours a day, and you know he's not working five days a week, because you don't know a professor that works eight hours a day, five days a week. They don't work eight hours a day, five days a week. And very often there are a lot of professors who swing to this radical leftism because they feel guilty about the fact that they don't actually provide anything and they gotta they gotta find another way to 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 get out there there knowing they're taking advantage of the system. Look, they got the gig and and they teach some classes, but do you think the amount of classes they teach, the amount of office hours they have, really does coincide with the kind of salaries that they get paid? Someone could say yes, someone could say no. I'm somebody who doesn't think so. Other people could disagree. Moving it on. But think of the, the, the tweet for a second. My salary is an associate professor of mathematics at Westminster College. Three blocks away from this sign is $61,500. What's the sign? What is the sign in question? The sign in question is from Panda Express, the, the, the little quick serve restaurant. Have you ever been to the Panda Express there, Producer Ari? You ever, you ever done a little Panda Express action? Because I am not a Panda Express guy. It's never, it's never been my place. I've been once, and I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Thank you very much. Over there at Panda Express, they pay for a service and kitchen team. They pay $15 to $19 an hour. $15 to $19 an hour is what you can make right there. But let's say you want something a little bit more. You want to be an assistant manager. $20 an hour plus bonus. $20 bucks an hour plus bonus being an assistant manager. All right. Not 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 bad at all. But what if you want a little bit more? What if you want to be a general manager? 69,000 a year plus bonus. 
So a general manager at Panda Express can make $69,000 a year plus bonus. Now, this is interesting when you take a look at uh, the, the jobs openings and you realize, man, there's, there's, there's more than you thought there would be. Right? You take a look at, at where the jobs were today. What's being filled? Who's, who's looking at unemployment? Those kinds of things. It's, it, it, it is not the numbers that you thought it would be. There's actually more people who have been applying for, for that unemployment. Making those jobless claims. I think that's the, the terminology they use. So even with that, even offering 69000 a year to be a general manager at Panda Express, you still have people who aren't getting jobs. But that's not the story. The story here is that this associate professor finds it absolutely unacceptable that he isn't valued as much as the general manager of Panda Express. Anybody could be a general manager of Panda Express, but I am an associate professor. What kind of thing is that? To believe that somehow because you chose to major in mathematics, you provide more value. I'm a professor. I must provide more value. Why am I not paid this number? The market would tell you, if you want the money, go be a general manager at Panda Express. You'll probably be really good at doing the books. After all, you've got that degree in mathematics. But he believes that he should be paid more. That he deserves this because what he provides is so much value that he knows better, that he's clearly smarter, that he's clearly superior. Elitists believe this. Which brings us back to Justin Trudeau. In Parliament, just yesterday, a question was asked by Melissa Lantzman. She is a a parliamentarian, and uh, she is from Thornhill, Ontario part of the conservative party and she asked a question you know how, you know how the, the the british do it you know and it's 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 a question period for the prime minister and it's it's hilarious and it's interesting it's kind of fascinating how that all works well they they have this kind of system in canada the question Optimistic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way when did it happen right honorable prime minister now that's a very acceptable question you quoted the prime minister you quoted him two statements six months apart or six years apart what happened what's different about you she's talking of course about how he refers to those people engaged in protests because they don't want to be mandated The same people that you already know the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, believes have unacceptable views. Well, it turns out it's not just the truckers that he thinks have unacceptable views. This is now how the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, responds to this parliamentarian, Melissa Lantzman. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. 
choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. Melissa Lanceman asked a question utilizing the Prime Minister's own words. And the answer is, you're a Nazi. Now, I should note that Melissa Lanceman is a lesbian. And uh, uh, her, her family uh, are survivors of the Holocaust. Yep. That's Justin Trudeau. Now, according to sources, he has been reprimanded in Parliament for his remarks. It's not enough. Let me take it from, from a couple of different places, if I can. Understand how much Justin Trudeau hates anybody who doesn't think like him. No different than Representative Ocasio-Cortez. No different than an Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib. No different than ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN. No different. So this isn't about nations. This is about ideology that has swept the continent, nay, the globe. They believe they know best. And you will comply or you will be destroyed. We will what is called otherize you. You disagree? You're a Nazi. What the hell? But that, we hear that all the time. They discuss that all the time. It happens constantly and consistently. The fact that she is Jewish and a lesbian. Does that make his commentary worse about, you know, you stand with people who wave swastikas? No, it doesn't, because he doesn't care about that part. Well, he never cared about that part. It wouldn't change his feelings. It doesn't make it more egregious. It just makes it more, really, you said that. But it doesn't make it more egregious. It doesn't make him any less of a garbage person, of pure trash, of a hater, of a bigot, of someone who is absolutely unworthy of your love, time, and attention. Do not let your kids grow up to be Justin Trudeau, if only because it would mean their father is Fidel Castro. People, take a look at a picture of a young Fidel Castro, and then take a look at Justin Trudeau, and do the math. Next thing you're going to tell me, Bill Clinton is the father of of Chelsea Clinton, and not Webster Hubble. Next thing you're going to tell me is that Charles is the father of Prince Harry. Can we not? Can we not? Can we please, after all this time, just just be a little more clear with each other, a little more honest? Can we do that? Can we do that? Can we take put down the facade? Thank you. That'd be great. Like all authoritarians, Justin Trudeau believes in his own power. He believes that he alone has the knowledge and you will comply. And these people run for office on lies and gross giving platforms and then utilize that opportunity of victory to keep control. It's exactly what we're seeing all over, not only the country, but the globe. People of Canada should vote this, not going to say it, out of office. And there's no difference between Trudeau and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Bernie Sanders. They all believe they know better than you and they don't care what they have to do to you to show you. I'm Tony Katz.